The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome. This is a great day. We have an exciting guest today. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this time with you. You know, Second Wind is about women in transition. And I'm talking about that transition can be divorce, which I like to call the death of a dream. Or it can be the death of a spouse or a child. It could be a loss of a job, which is many times our identity. And then it's also we in our later years, which where I am and many of my listeners will be, is we start dealing with aging parents and other things like that that so affect our lives. So anyway, that's what we're talking about today is a second wind. And we have a beautiful example of a woman who has indeed created her second wind. Part of the reason that I'm so excited to have Margaret with us today is because I just spent four fab, well, two weeks, but four of those days, fabulous days in Bali. And that was because I believe that I created something called a dream list several years back when I started this work, maybe about four years back, actually. And on the dream list was to go to Bali. So I feel like I am living my dream list. I checked that one off as a fabulous experience. While I was there, I studied with Jack Canfield, which you all know by the intro, is one of my mentors. And just I just so respect this man. So anyway, it was an awesome, it was the combination of my favorite mentor, Jack Canfield, and the dream of a trip coming true to Bali. So today, moving on, let's get to our guest, who is an example of living her second wind. We're going to be visiting with Margaret Schreiner. She's a well-respected teacher for 25 years, I believe that's correct, and an experienced tour director. She is indeed claiming her passion by putting her skills together and loving, putting her skills and her talents together in an activity that she loves. And that's how she created her second wind. We call that living with passion and living your your dream. 
So welcome, Margaret. I'm very excited that you're with me today. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you for having me on your show. So you were a fabulous teacher. I know that you were a great teacher just because of our friendship that we've developed this <laughs> over this last year. But was 25 years correct? Yes, actually, about 26, actually. Ah. So that's, that's right. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> well, I know you primarily taught. Where did you first start teaching? What You, weren't, you just moved to Idaho, correct? I just recently moved to Boise, Idaho. That's right. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. um, just about all my teaching has been in Virginia, in northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Okay. And you were teaching what ages? High school, primarily. I'm a yeah. secondary teacher, yes. Right. And so through that teaching, you were introduced to touring with students, correct? Yes, it's interesting. There's an interesting story that goes with my um my gateway to travel. Shall I share that with you? Oh, please do. I want our listeners to know more about you. Well, I have been teaching for 26 years. And back in 1998, my brother mentioned to me about the possibility of traveling with students, high school students around the world. And I hadn't known about that before and I thought well what a great idea I have a love of teaching and a gift of teaching and a passion for travel right so I began putting together and leading groups of students on tours around the world and at that point I was working with educational tour companies but that was a great opportunity for me to travel further yes And I had begun to travel first when I was 16, so I know how exciting (laughs) and eye-opening it is to explore that at a young age and have that opportunity to open up your world. Right. But back then, at 16, you were the exception, not exactly the norm for traveling (laughs) abroad. It's only within the last 10 years that I think it's really become quite popular in my part of the country. But that was really wonderful to start so early. It really was. It was. My my mother was an avid traveler as well as my father, and both of Uh them had traveled extensively before they were married. So perhaps that travel gene (laughs) was part of my DNA. Yeah, you just can't help it, Margaret. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I just knew there was a calling for travel. And sure enough, once I did start traveling with groups of students, I began doing two or three tours a year. And I became known as the travel teacher. Ah. So um, it was it was fascinating how many students and even their parents and other adults would come to me and say, where's your next tour? Where are we going next? So it was ah. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, did uh, I bet you have a lot of interesting stories about traveling with teenagers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have. <laughs> it's... it's uh, it's always different traveling with teenagers uh, as opposed to traveling with adults. In yes, some ways, I it's easier imagine. because they have to listen to you. <laughs> but the experience for a teen is that it opens their eyes for the first time. They usually come completely open-hearted into the country and embrace the culture, which is mm-hmm. terrific. And mm-hmm. that is part of my uh, purpose in Journeys of Serendipity 
to open up the hearts of the child within us as adults right. in the second oh, chapter great. of our life and yeah. and see that the world is just magnificent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it really is. Seeing other cultures and how they live is a is a just so educational. You learn it so much faster, and it seems to go in so much deeper when you're there experiencing it. You know, I always thought I I traveled later. Uh, I didn't travel until actually after I was first married. So that was in my. 28 or 29 didn't travel mm-hmm. abroad most of mine with the united states travel and so you know i always said that i would be a much better geography student if i had had that opportunity yes. so <laughs> yeah most definitely most yeah definitely so tell us about when you started your company name is mm-hmm. journeys of serendipity yeah and and you started that in what year I started that. That company launched in 2011. And just uh, to go back a little bit, when I did begin traveling with groups in 1998 Mm -hmm. and began doing about two or three tours a year, by 2005, I was doing adults-only tours in addition to student tours. And these student tours involved high school as well as college-age students and adults. But... What I began to see and what was the impetus for me creating Journeys of Serendipity Mm -hmm. was that by this time I'd done about 35 countries and Mm -hmm. I realized that to really enjoy and understand a country, you need to immerse yourself deeper in the culture Mm -hmm. and to go at a slower pace and to, at a more intimate level. Yeah. So uh, instead of traveling in groups of 40 or 50 people, where you're sort of herded from one place to another to another in the typical mm-hmm. tourist sites, Yes. I wanted to create a more small group experience for those who wanted to experience authentic culture, real culture, not just that which the American, just the tourist yes. version, yeah. but the traveler mm-hmm. version. And... Mm-hmm take it to a deeper level. And so I created Journeys of Serendipity for that purpose. Mm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the days <clears throat> of uh, going to see 10 countries in 10 days is just <laughs> not, uh, I think, I think really the travelers are being much more um, selective now. And they do Very love true. the experience of knowing a country. Um, I know my mom took that that very quick trip, you know, of so many countries in so many days. And uh, they do get a taste, but not what you're talking about, which is to visit in a home or um, even have that in-depth experience. So um, traveling is... Uh, I don't, how do you organize all that traveling? Tell me about the process of your traveling with your groups. The process of traveling? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, once people become aware of my tours, and what's interesting is once people have begun to travel with me, they have a strong desire to go on more and more and more trips because they realize that 
the tours with Journey of Serendipity is <clears throat> it's more intimate, it's more in depth. Mm-hmm. So we connect as a group ahead of time, and they get bits of cultural expectations set for them. I do a bit of a webinar. We have a blog. I go over the things to help them. I've done travel workshops and seminars throughout the country and also in Rome and shared with other fellow travelers and other group leaders about group expectations and cultural expectations. Okay. We're... Uh, we're going to be back in just a minute. Sorry, Margaret. We, That's okay. We're going to take a break here. With Joyce Buford, after this short break. Show me the money! Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest in heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real get your dreams off the back burner get inspired and motivated to take action start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love life and business she is going to be here for you every wednesday at 1 p.m central standard time only here on the woohoo radio network Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back with Margaret of Journeys from with of serendipity and Joyce Buford with second wind. We were just, if you might notice, we didn't get our cues on that last little (laughs) script. We got them, but I didn't get them. So anyway, we're going to move on because I kind of had to uh, cut Margaret off, but Margaret, tell us, you know, what are the benefits of traveling and why does someone even need to think about it that may have thought they couldn't ever travel? Well, there are, there are so many benefits of travel that sometimes we, we miss that when we think of just travel as just simply taking a trip. One of the 
greatest benefits of travel is that it takes us out of our little comfort zone, our circle, into a new place, and it gives us opportunity to experience something new. And I think that's fabulous for stretching ourselves, for growing, and for learning something new about yourself. You need to come out of that which is familiar and go into a new setting to stretch yourself. And, And it's amazing. So when you learn something new. I'm not suggesting bungee jumping in New Zealand, although there are, I have friends who've done it and I've watched them. It's terrific. But to say, for instance, uh, worship in a Balinese temple or to learn firsthand how to do cooking in a particular country like a villa in Italy or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it allows you to feel, wow, this is something yeah. I love. This is something about me. Yeah. It also gives you opportunity to, obviously, to learn a new language if you go to a place that you doesn't speak English or speaks limited English. Yeah, I was surprised to hear when I went down to San Miguel, um, Mexico, so mm-hmm. many students go down there to learn Spanish. I mean, a lot of people yeah. go to the country of origin of the speech to learn how to speak. And I went, oh. Well, that would be fabulous. You'd be just drenched in the the language in class and out of class. So uh, exactly. it is a great way. Well, you know, you mentioned something because I wanted to share this. When I was mm-hmm. in uh, Belize, I mean Bali, not Belize, uh, I one day was working with a, a guide, and he took me to a cooking cl- uh, class. Not that I did the cooking, because I hadn't really signed up to do that. But we went to a very interesting um, uh, company. Uh, uh, it is primarily made up of a very ambitious young man who is trying to build for his family a business, mm-hmm. and also he's very, very. Um, uh, driven to save the Balinese traditions. Mm-hmm. So he has started this cooking school. He also offers just going there to eat, and it's all authentic Balinese foods. But the thing that was, um, which we did stay for and enjoy, that was our main purpose of our visit. But we did have a little lesson, if you will, about the three calendars of uh, Balinese people. They have three. We only have one, and I seem to have a challenge to master that at times. (laughs) (laughs) But I was impressed that they had three. I know. The dishes that they offer were so interesting, and he took us back and, you know, showed us how to open a coconut and drink and taste the coconut in its raw. It was just such a fascinating. I came away so excited for this young man's effort in saving something so valuable as the traditions of the country. I like that you mention about traditions and saving traditions, and that's mm-hmm. something that I have noticed when I traveled. <clears throat> For instance, when I was in Belgium, I watched the little old ladies tatting their lace and making mm-hmm. handmade lace, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, this is, this is a dying art. This is exquisite to watch her and yes. to see these people in their handicrafts or to watch 
a Balinese carver carve yes, out the wood yes, by hand or things. whatever it is. These mm-hmm. types, I think by living in America, we really miss the art of the handiworks and the handicrafts because we see everything mass-produced and we miss the beauty right. of yeah. that craft. And in other countries, we have opportunity to see that yes. and experience that, like you mentioned about your cooking classes, which is fantastic. And, of course, for me, when I travel, I love to experience all the different flavors and and foods and where they come from and things like that. Well, they had fruit. I would, one, would never try here. You know, I may see it in a grocery store, but Mm -hmm. I I don't seem as adventuresome when I'm in the United States. I'm more into (laughs) my routine. But when I travel, I do try to force myself into getting a little uncomfortable, trying new things. And so I Mm -hmm. try new dishes, but also there are fruits that are grown in other countries that we don't or haven't in the past had a lot of opportunity to enjoy. So that was really fun. To experience while I was there and all the new flavors, as you said, and spices. But also, we went to see the batik. Now, I've yes, seen batik right. before, but I have such a new appreciation because after I've seen the technique that they use, the time that it takes to produce a quality material, it's it's just, it really adds value to the craft or this the skill of making batik it's so true. yeah really no i, I really, really enjoy that yeah yes uh, and i enjoy were- too when i travel not just watching with the batiks but watching i think it's fun to people watch yeah to watch the the fashions and see the way the women wear their scarves and mm-hmm. um, watch just their mannerisms and they there's such a beauty and an ease that I see in the people when I travel that I absorb that into my soul. And so when I come back to the States, I say, okay, Margaret, <laughs> stay centered with that because I don't want to get cut, caught up in the chaos of our everyday lives. And that's yeah. another thing that is a benefit to travel is it takes you away from that. I don't worry about the phone. I don't worry about all the to-do lists, it yeah, completely right. takes me out of that, and I get to experience it. Plus, another benefit, of course, is that <clears throat> not only are you learning something about the other people in the other countries sharing with you, but you have opportunity to share with them. They actually are interested in learning a little bit about the United States. Yes, right. So they love to speak anything. English. The they do. They like to practice English. with it's you. It's just a thrill. <laughs> it is. It truly yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So when you take a group and and you take what do is there a difference in what men and women like to see or do you find mm-hmm. most of your travel is with women? Yes, actually, I'm glad that you asked me that because I I have traveled with men and women for several years now. And I find that women are more multifaceted in their desire to experience the culture. So, for instance, Mm. most women 
will want to experience things on different senses, say the culinary, or they want to enjoy a spa or a bliss experience, or they're more open to going into a sacred place or a place of worship and experience that. Mm -hmm. They are more likely to take a risk or a chance or, for instance, I, when I was on safari in Kenya in 2007, I took mm-hmm. a hot air balloon ride over the Maasai Mara, and oh. I thought, oh, what a beautiful <laughs> experience for me. It was at sunrise, and it, that uh-huh. was just an exquisite experience, but it was interesting because my husband didn't go, yet uh-huh. I so wanted to do this, so... Here I was at 3 a.m. going up in a hot air balloon and then watching the sunrise. (laughs) And then they had a beautiful champagne breakfast for us out Mm -hmm. right on the savannah in the Mm -hmm. Maasai Mara. And then afterwards, we couldn't have asked for a more serendipitous day, the annual migration of the wildebeest came up over the hills of the Serengeti from Tanzania Uh and exploded over the completely around us. It was about one and a half million wildebeest and zebra, and it was magnificent. People travel to yeah. places like this, and ex- and they, this is what they want. They People are looking for more authentic culture now, and yeah. this mm-hmm. was uh, truly a serendipitous day. And, and it's interesting because there are magical moments like that on all of my trips. Yeah. So... I think that women tend to be more open to that yeah. kind of experience. Maybe it's their their sensitive open hearts or what it is, or maybe we don't have any um, set beliefs that we, or boundaries that we put around ourselves to open us up right. to those new experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some of the tours now will actually take you into homes. Do you try and do that on some of your tours? Absolutely. I really do. I like to get in touch with <clears throat> local families and go into the homes uh-huh. and talk with those families. You learn so much about mm-hmm. the family and about the people from those who live there as opposed to just from a tour guide. Yeah, And mm-hmm. uh, I think that if you can experience a meal with them or even a ceremony with them mm-hmm. uh, as part of their religion or culture, I think that actually helps you to feel more connected. Yeah, yeah, them. I and so agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to, uh, before we go on, I want to share our question and answer telephone number for any of those people that might be interested in giving um some questions to you, it would be 877-864-4869, and we will be taking questions through this program as we get more specific. We are going to be shortly taking a break, so that number is 877-864-4869. Now, we'll be back shortly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. 
Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on toginet.com. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. You are listening to Margaret from Journeys of Serendipity and Joyce Buford. So welcome back. We are having the greatest time talking about travel. But I do want to, and we also have a, a caller that has uh, has a question. Mm-hmm. So let's, Margaret, are you ready for that question? I sure am. All yes. right. Uh, let's see if we can hi, get Hi, Joyce. It's just a great show today. I'm enjoying it so much, and I, I'm kind of a kindred spirit with you gals. <laughs> uh, Margaret, oh, I, have a, I, I have a question for you because I do independent travel quite a mm-hmm. bit internationally and I'm wanting to know how would I get a really good guide for a day in a certain country, certain city, would I network through the hotel, is there a website I can go to, <clears throat> how can I get a really good guide if you aren't with me? <laughs> if I were with <laughs> uh-huh. one of the One of the best ways I usually uh seek out to find a good guide in a place is through the Visitors Bureau or the information. It'll be a small I. You'll see it all internationally. And Uh when you go there, they can connect you with guides for the city or if you want to go more extensively. Sometimes the hotels may, if they have someone, a manager or a concierge who can recommend a guide to you, but 
the information or visitors bureau in the center of the city where you're visiting will have um, guides that they can refer you to so that well I know that they have they have in a lot of countries they're really certified and trained how mm-hmm. would I know what would I ask for a certain criteria credentials for a tour person how would I go about that well you can ask ask them to put you in touch with these mm-hmm. guides or you might ask if they have a resume or if they have the certification behind another thing to do too is to check any of their uh referrals or any testimonials. Usually I find when my best suggestion would be also to check with someone I know who has gone to that city before. Do you have someone that you recommend? Okay, Um, Okay, good. Because once you you find a great guide, you want to stick with them, and then you want to refer them to your friends. Right. Well, well, I know it, I know that a great guide can make your trip just absolutely oh magical. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying the show. Y'all keep talking. It's great. <laughs> thank you, thank Mary. You. Thank you. Uh-huh. I I know many times when I'm looking for a guide that I I will either go through the hotel as well. However, yeah. um, some or my travel agent if mm-hmm. I even before I go on a trip. So I kind of like to have those things set up. But if you do get there, you find you have an extra day, right. then that's great information to know you can go to the um, local information for that. Yes, so, that's right. And I've yeah. done that before, yes. Yeah. I'm more of a tour I like to travel with a tour. I'm not, I'm not probably as free with a free spirit as it sounds like you are, Margaret. I can just <laughs> see you taking your bag and off you go <laughs> to conquer well, the country. Believe it or not, I have I've traveled so much in tour groups that I've made contacts around the world, and so at this point, I actually can contact my contacts <laughs> and oh, yeah. ask yeah. them for local guides. There are local city guides in almost every major city, and those guides can take you within the perimeters of those cities. But then when you want to travel throughout a whole country, you really need a director or a guide who is going to be licensed to take you through the country. And that's different than a city guide. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. City guides are usually, they're well-versed and knowledgeable in that particular city. And that's where they're, they're licensed, and they can take you to sites within that city. But beyond that, they can't. I so see. you have to actually yeah. check with the local um, information yeah. bureau yeah. and find that out for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was one of those late bloomers to international travel. Mm-hmm. And um, not ever thinking, well, I knew I was going to travel someday, but I didn't really know when that was going to start. Mm-hmm. Mine was after I'd finished my schooling and, and I was actually working. And it was with my first trip was to Mexico, Mexico City. I remember it. It was so exciting. I had two roommates and we went down there. And I think one time I, not understanding the currency very well, you know, you always get, you uh, convert money when you get there into the <laughs> 
currency. And uh, sometimes it was a little tricky for me. So, you know, you know, I'd end up giving this enormous tip to somebody and I go, oh, my goodness, how could I have done that? <laughs> but it's part of traveling, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where you learn all these different situations. So what has been your favorite? I know um, what's been some of your favorite trips. Share a story with us about some of your favorite experiences. Well, oh, my goodness. You know, when people ask me that question, Margaret, what has been your favorite trip? And I have to say all of them. (laughs) It's it's more uh, what has been the favorite experience in each of the trips because each one has had its little jewels throughout. But I would like to share, actually, the story of one of my most recent trips to Italy, and uh-huh. that turned out to be uh, really an extraordinary experience. Would that be yeah. all right? Oh, I'd love it. Yes, and I, yes, share your story. Last fall, I brought a group to Cinque Terre, Italy, and I had booked it almost a year in advance. And that's the yeah. important part I will mention as an aside about planning ahead. Oftentimes, right. When you go last minute, some of the particulars and details that you need for organizing or even managing the money and so on for a trip are hard to find right before a trip. So it, it does help to plan. Mm, so definitely. this was about a year ahead of time. I had booked a villa for us in Chanquitera with a beautiful view of the the Bay of Poets and very close to little the little Chanquitera towns. Mm-hmm. We were in La Spezia. Mm-hmm. I had communicated back and forth with the chef to the villa, asking about certain meals to be prepared and the breakfast and so on. And for almost a year, we had written back and forth. About, oh, less than a month, maybe three weeks before the trip, I got an email from her and she said, oh my gosh, Margaret, I hate to tell you this, but I'll be on a business trip with my husband during that week that you're there with your friends. <laughs> and I'm not this going to be chef. able to prepare for you. <clears throat> so I said, oh, gosh, what will I do? <laughs> I got in touch with the owner of the villa, and she uh-huh. said, oh, I've got a, a great gal who will be a chef for you. She's, she's very well experienced. You'll love her. Her name is Rosella. I said, yes. okay, great. So we mm-hmm. started corresponding back and forth. And as soon as I arrived to the villa and Rosella came, drove up in her little car, hopped out, this woman was magical. She was, she greeted us with this fresh vegetable tart and local Cinque Terre (laughs) wines and these beautiful seafood lasagna and all these things. Oh, my goodness. She was magnificent. And what is interesting about Rosella She was Sharon Stone's personal chef for 10 years. Oh, goodness. Surprise. Isn't that fantastic? (laughs) And she came back to Italy to, because she is an only child and her mother, who's 76 and adorable, Mm -hmm. missed her so much. She missed her daughter. And so she came back. Yeah. So Rosella was fantastic. She showed us how to make homemade risotto in the villa. She showed uh-huh. us how to make a number of things. And then one day she said, would you like to come and spend the whole day with me? We'll go to the market. We'll choose our 
healthy food, our fresh vegetables, fruits, cheeses, olives, everything. And so we went shopping for And that's the beauty of shopping in Europe in these places. You buy fresh yeah. each day. Yes. We went back uh-huh. to her house. And we learned how to make the homemade ravioli. Her mother was showing us how to do this with the homemade pasta and the little spinach ricotta filling. And she would say, perfecto, perfecto, margarita. (laughs) And she was so cute. And Rosella would interpret for us when we went through. Then we made homemade tiramisu Uh and sautéed fresh vegetables from the market and all kinds of amazing foods. And I will tell you, when we sat down that night in her little kitchen, it, that food just burst with flavor. It was yeah. so beautiful. And it's not only the food, it's the love that mm. is put into the food. It's like Water for Chocolate, that movie, yeah. you know, where they put the love into the food and you can taste it. And yeah. that experience is what I like to duplicate at home. And, of course, it ended up serendipitously after that trip, after meeting Rosella, who was just incredible, beautiful soul. And I said, Rosella, let's partner together and create a culinary tour in Italy. She said, oh, I'd love to. I've never done that. So we surely have. (laughs) And it is on my website. Now, that tour is when is that? Well, I've got it scheduled right now, October 5th through the 12th this year. Yeah. And as that books up, now there's a very limited space. There yeah. are always small group, remember, so we have about eight spaces. So if your listeners are interested, please go to my website, which is www.journeysofserendipity, which is J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S-O-F. S-E-R-E-N-D-I-P-I-T-Y dot com. Journeys of Serendipity. And if they'll go there and they can click on it, they will see it. And as that tour fills up, which it will fill up fast, so if they're interested in going, have them go there and check it out and my other tours. Well, Margaret, let's... We'll probably do it again in the spring. Yeah. Let's... um... Let's be sure and talk about more about that beautiful trip to culinary in Italy. That'll be fabulous. And and our trip that we're going to do next spring together mm-hmm. to that culinary experience. So right. I really love this trip. Thank you. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. 
At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome. We have been talking with Margaret Schreiner, who is the creator of Journeys of Serendipity. And she has just painted the most beautiful picture of a trip that she offers in the fall called Culinary Delights, which is in Italy. And have you ever thought of getting up in the morning, going to the market, selecting all of your fresh vegetables, coming back and cooking it with your own personal chef in your own villa? That is basically what Margaret offers you. One of the things that I always encourage my clients who have been going through major transitions in their lives is that they need to create a list of places they want to go, of experiences they want to have, because life is still ongoing and we need to capture all of those dreams that are promised to us. So, one of those things is this fabulous trip to Italy. As you know, I told you earlier, I did the the trip to Bali just recently. Matter of fact, I came home yesterday. But I want to, Margaret, to tell us, how does a woman go about planning for such a major dream? We think it's sometimes out of our reach because of the transitions we've just completed. So how would a woman who is sitting in her house, who maybe has just lost somebody, has never traveled alone, who is divorced now, not sure if she can financially afford a trip like this, how does she begin dreaming and making this a reality? Well, that's a great question, Joyce. I really appreciate you asking that. I think the first 
thing for this woman is to realize that she can do it. Mm-hmm. To visualize that she can go to Italy or Bali or France or wherever she wants to and mm-hmm. know that it is possible. Yeah. So oftentimes, as I mentioned before, people think, oh, gosh, that's, that's coming up in a few months. Can I do it? Can I swing it? Yeah. But if they plan ahead and mm-hmm. know, say, for instance, next year, we had talked a little bit about our tour together next year. Yes. <clears throat> that's very doable. And, in yes. fact, I have a program of going from the dream to the destination Yes. And helping to helping her to not only to budget that to see that that's very doable, yes, but also to feel connected to the group. In fact, when I've traveled with all my groups before, we planned it out easily eighteen months, sometimes two years ahead of time, because I would get so booked up with the tours that folks would say, "Oh gosh." You mean the one this year is already booked? Okay, what's happening next year? So one of the ways that I stay connected with the group, as I mentioned, a blog or a a group forum for us to to connect with one another. Another thing I have also is I created many years ago and keep this updated, Margaret's Travel Tips. And that actually helps with packing and with, Uh, cultural expectations and things Mm -hmm. like that. Well, I can see for a woman that is traveling solo that Mm -hmm. the connecting with the group earlier might ease her in maybe sharing a room with one of those people or do you many times put people together? Because there is a cost savings if you have a roommate usually. Yes. In fact, I often have many single women who travel and the beauty of connecting with that group is you feel like a family by the time that you travel and Mm -hmm. you can pair up with another single woman in the group so not to worry at all about well i'm single i'm on my own now i'm divorced or widowed or on my own and i'm a little bit unsure the other thing that makes this different with my company is that i travel with you so i'm Mm -hmm. sort of your travel mama and your go-to girl, I am your liaison between the tour director and the group and to help you so that your personal needs are taken care of. Oh, that's great. It's nice to have that companion Mm -hmm. and somebody looking out for you. And this often doesn't happen at all in the large tour companies. In fact, you don't have that personal connection with someone who will travel with you and make sure that you are well taken care of so that you have nothing to fear, so that you can completely relax and know that there will be no worries. Yes. Well, this this tour that we're talking of doing is going to be in March of 2014. So as you can see, that's that's well over six months, almost seven months, right? Isn't right, it? exactly. Doing my math. So, you know, I'm going to start budgeting for that trip. I'm going to start connecting with you more to know more about that trip. And I'll be anxious. I want to meet this lady that is the chef (laughs) for Sharon Stone. (laughs) She is extraordinary. You will just love her. And just experiencing those kinds of things on an intimate level, you will realize that typical tours do not do this. 
Yes. This is something very unique and special, and that you get to be a part of it. And I think, as you mentioned this before, Joyce, that people are now looking for more authentic travel. They don't want to just check off the bucket list. They actually, if they're going to spend money, their hard-earned money, they want it to be more authentic, and they want it to be something where they feel is more they're more personally connected to it, that it's something special to their heart. Well, you and I share a coach, and she gave you a wonderful um, commercial for your your travel. You want to share that with us? She did. She uh, (laughs) yes, we've been working with a fabulous coach, uh, Pamela Bruner, and she (laughs) she suggested that one thing that really sums up what my company is all about Mm. is to to mention that. Because life is too short not to travel authentically. And, yeah. boy, that just, that's it. It perfectly. is. It is. To share a country on that level so intimately is really, um, it's quite unique. Because we're, um, we're really getting to know the country, the people, the customs, Mm-hmm. It that's that's very valuable, valuable Absolutely. for us, and it's a great dream uh, to become a reality that we can know something about another country so deeply. It's um, so true. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to mention one thing, if I could, too, that mm-hmm. I sometimes hear. Well, men and women say, but sometimes I hear women say because we're so giving of our hearts and oftentimes putting our own needs aside for others as we watch our children grow and then our grandchildren come along and take care of our husbands and so on, is we often put our own needs aside. And I hear this expression, well, I'll travel later on. I'll travel yeah. when the kids grow. I'll travel when they go, they go to college. Yeah. I'll travel when we retire. And what happens is... They miss enjoying the experience now. It is about now. Experience it while you are able. Because so oftentimes if we put it off to our later years, we may not feel as able-bodied or Mm -hmm. our resources may be less than what we thought. So it isn't really expensive. It's just a matter of making a decision and saying, yes, I'm ready to plunge in both feet And go for it and experience it. And I tell you, once you do, that travel bug will bite and you'll just love it. (laughs) Well, now, your prices are stated on the website. They are. And I I do think they're very reasonable. They're nicely priced. And then also, but the airfare is in addition to that price, correct? Correct. The airfare is an addition to it. As as most with tour companies, the airfare is usually separate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we are coming to the end of our hour together. And it has been, I want people to know how to get to your website. So your website is, what is that? Mm -hmm. Tell us your website. It's www.journeysofserendipity. And that's spelled J O. U-R-N-E-Y-F-O-F-S-E-R-E-N-D-I-P 
I-T-Y. Okay. And if they have a particular question for you, they Mm -hmm. can go to information at Journeys of Serendipity, correct? Yes. They can just do info, info at, and it will come straight to me and I'll answer it right away. And I do have a newsletter that they can click on to receive if they'd like. And another thing that the women in your uh, listening audience might be interested in is they may be part of, say, a book group or a yoga group or whatever, and they think, oh, I would love to bring my group and do a private tour. Absolutely. I would love to plan that for you and to create that based on what your needs and desires are. So not to feel limited to what's even on there, but perhaps if you have a group already, and you have a destination right. in mind, let's put that together. So, um, well, really, I'm certainly looking, I'm looking forward to our trip next year in March because I, I think too. it's going to be maybe a great opportunity to travel with my daughter or to get my own group up here mm-hmm. and uh, have a wonderful experience in traveling with Margaret. <laughs> so I know you have several other tours that are going this year uh, to Italy. You're covering Italy, Portugal, uh, mm-hmm. India, and, of course, Bali. Uh, so I thank you so much for being with us today. It's been such a treat for me, Margaret, to be able to share this with my listeners. And to also I want to tell all those people that are thinking it just can't be, it can be. Mm-hmm. And this is a wonderful opportunity for you to get more information, put it on your dream list, make it a reality. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. It's been a great opportunity to visit with you. Thank you, Joyce. I truly appreciate you letting me share this with your listening audience. Thank you again. Yes, so we will be listening next week to another fascinating uh, guest as you have enjoyed Margaret today. It's all about knowing that we have great opportunities out there. See you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.